0: If we could turn to John chapter 9. Now, this story uh, reminds me a lot of the day I got saved. Come on. Come on. Now, we're going to start in verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, "Neither hath this man sin, nor his parents, but that he worked, but that the works of God should be manifest in him. I must work the works of Him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is him, this is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, I ask you to meet with us tonight. Please calm my nerves and let your son be shown through me. Let your words fill my mouth. And I pray that this message would be a blessing, as this chapter has been a blessing to me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 All right. And I noticed in... Um, Verse 8 and 9, the transformation. He was transformed. There was something different about him. He was blind before, and now he could see. Some people said, this ain't him. It looks like him, but it, it can't be him. And the others said, it's him. And he had to confirm it. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> so then they start asking questions. Remember, he was the blind beggar. They start asking questions in verse 10. Therefore, he said unto him, how were their eyes open?" Then I see in verse 12, they said unto him, where is he? In verse 15, they go and get the Pharisees, and they start asking, how have you received your sight? And he said, he put clay on my eyes, I washed, and I do see. In verse 17, they say unto the blind man again, what sayest thou of him that opened thy eyes? And he said, he is a prophet. He was a blind beggar. Now it seems that they're the ones begging for an answer. Yeah. They want to find out who this man is and how he can see. Yeah. Then they start doubting. Verses 18 through 23, they call on his parents, the ones closest to him, and even they started distancing themselves from him. He's old enough, ask him. Right? I think we can relate to that when we get saved. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Through everything we've just seen here, when your eyes are open, they start asking, there's something different about him. Right. Come on. Yeah. And then they start doubting it. No, hes he's got to be the same person. He, he, he's had to have been like this before. Yeah, right? In verse 24, after they just got done asking all these questions, now all of a sudden they claim to know Jesus and tell him he's a sinner. And they command him that he needs to give praises to God because this man's a sinner. Verse 26, they ask again, What did he do to thee? How open he thine eyes? And he answered, I told you already, ye did not hear. Wherefore, do you hear again? Would ye be his disciples? I can see him. How many times do I got to tell you? I was blind. This man spit on the ground. He put clay on my eyes. He told me to go wash. I washed, and now I can see. How many times do I have to tell you before you become his disciples? Over and over again, they keep asking the same questions. Then they reviled him, said, we're not his disciples, you're his disciple. God spoke to Moses, but as this fellow, we do not know whence he is. The same way when you get saved at this point, now they're trying to throw water on his fire. They're trying to quench it. And as we know from the prophet Elias, no amount of water can quench the fire of God. That's not possible. And as we see through verses 30 through 34, they start to realize from his answers that his fire is not going to be quenched. In verse 31, he said, now we know that God here, if not sinners... But if any man be a worshiper of God, and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened his eyes, opened the eyes of one that was born blind? You can search the Old Testament. There's been many miracles. Not once was a blind man healed until this day. And 34, they answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, And doest thou teach us? And that's exactly what the world's going to do. They're going to start bringing up your past. When they can't quench the fire, they're going to start bringing up who you used to be. Didn't you used to do this? Didn't you used to do that? If I had a dollar for every time somebody brought up my past, I wouldn't be installing bathrooms. (laughs) Tell you that. And then once they realize that they cannot quench your fire, once they realize that you're on fire for God and you want to serve God and and you're going to give him the praises. At the end of verse 34, then you're going to get what the world's going to do. They cast him out. They want to know more parts of him. They did everything they could possibly do. And then they threw him out. Then Jesus came and comforted him. This is a story of a blind man, a blind beggar. I was this blind beggar. I was blind to the truth of the world and what it had to offer. I begged the world for their acceptance, for their love, for their attention. I wanted everything the world had to offer. I seeked after it walking through blind and begging. I was blind to who I was. A sinner, headed to hell, needing a savior. lost as could be. Out drinking, partying. Abortion, no problem. You wanna live your lifestyle, live your lifestyle. I just wanted to, to fit in. Didn't condemn nothing. I was my own God. I was wholly convinced I came from a monkey. And anybody that told me any difference, you were a fool. I was blind to who Jesus was. To who God was. But then just like in verse 1. Jesus passed by. And he saw a man which was blind. And he opened my eyes. And at that point, I realized I was the fool. And I was begging for the wrong thing. I was begging for the world's acceptance. When in reality, I should have been begging for his acceptance. I should have been begging for his mercy. And once you get saved, there's a... If you notice, there's a noticeable change in you. Yeah. Come on. When the Holy Spirit moves in, he starts kicking people out. He don't like roommates. Yeah. If you like... Yes. 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 Yes, sir. And if you don't believe me, ask that demon-possessed man from Matthew 8. He cast those demons out into the swine. Yep. They ran off into, into, into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Brother leader's favorite verse in the whole, verse, in the whole Bible. <laughs> When I get to heaven and Lazarus is there and he says, I was in that grave for four days and Jesus raised me from the dead. I'm gonna have to tell him I'm not too impressed because I was dead in the grave for 27 years and he raised me the same way he did. He, He left that man in the grave. He left that monkey man in the grave and he raised me up and he put me on fire for God. And I'm not going to stop begging. But I beg for something different now. I beg for people to come to Jesus. I beg for people to come to church. I beg for people to get saved so that I can see them in heaven. And what does begging people do? You see, this wasn't the last time somebody got saved. This wasn't the last time a blind man was healed. Turn over to Luke 18. In verse 35, And it came to pass that he was come nigh unto Jericho. A certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And when they went before, rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much more, so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he come near, he asked him, saying, What what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it, gave praise unto God. You see, if this man in chapter 9 of John in Jerusalem, if he would have let them throw water on his fire, if he would have kept his mouth shut, someone told this man in Jericho that Jesus was out here healing blind people. So when Jesus left Jerusalem and came into Jericho, he cried out to Jesus. And they told him, shut up. And he said, I'm not going to shut up because you can't heal blind people. That man can. He's done it before, and he's fixing to do it again. And he healed that man. And he hasn't stopped healing blind people since. I'm proof of it. So don't beg the world. If you're thinking about it, if you're looking out there, if you're pitching your tent towards the world, don't go begging them. They have nothing to offer you. That's right. That's right. Amen. I've tried it. I was there, receiving all that it had to offer, and it ended with nothing but pain and strife and conflict. But once your eyes are open and you stop begging the world and you start serving God, he changes you. He removes things from your life that you don't need. He fixes relationships in your life. He leads you and helps you start being able to to lead your children in the right direction. To have them serve the one and only true God because at the end of the day you can, you can either serve yourself and the world or you can serve God there's no gray area there's two options either you're serving God or you're not either you've surrendered to him or you haven't either you're blind or you can see And like Jesus told the Pharisees back in John, you say you have no sin, but you're blind. If you're going to sit out here and look to the world for what it has to offer, It will take you about three seconds to realize that there's nothing like serving God, being around the people of God, being in here in church, around the people that want to help you grow. God will equip you. He put men in my life to help me grow. Most of them are right here. He gave me a sword, and he used that man to do it. Next to my salvation, that's the best gift I've ever gotten. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 And when the storms come, he's right there. There's a story when the only time I've ever found in the whole Bible where it says Jesus was asleep. And that was on the boat. And the storm came. And it was tossed. See, but storms don't sneak up on you. It gets cloudy first. It gets thunder and lightning. The waves get a little bit choppy. But the entire time that was happening... When the clouds were rolling in, Jesus was right there asleep. When the waves started getting higher, he was right there asleep. And I imagine as the water started filling the boat, they grabbed their water pail, and they were trying to take care of it themselves, paddling the water out, trying to do it themselves. Just like men has been doing from the beginning since Genesis. Trying to cover up their sin trying to take care of themselves putting on the fig leaves just like david trying to cover up his sin he just kept digging a deeper hole the hole is going to continue to get deeper until you put down the shovel and ask somebody for help and there's only one one person that can help you and that's the lord jesus christ (laughs) It was easy for him to rebuke the storm. When the twinkling of an eye was gone, it was hard for them to swallow their pride, get up, and ask for help. And it was only one of two things that I can think of why they didn't do that. One, they wanted to handle it themselves with their water pail. Or two, they didn't think he could do it. And at the end of that story, I mean, I, I think it was probably that one because they, they couldn't believe. They're like, what manner of man is this? So they didn't believe he could handle that storm. There's not a storm on this planet that Jesus cannot be with you through, that cannot help you through. If he, if he don't rebuke it, he'll be right there next to you the entire time. I thank God for the day. Some of you may know my testimony of salvation. One day I, I don't give people rides. I, I, I do property management. I don't give people rides to places. This lady asked for a ride to go see a house. She was on Section 8. And I, uh, for whatever reason, said, Sure, I'll give you a ride. And at this time, I'm about as lost as you can be. And for 30 minutes on that ride, she laid on me the gospel. And I did everything I can to turn her off. I do not want to hear this. But I could not shake that conversation. Days and weeks after that, I'm, I could not shake it. So I went and I got a Bible and I'm, I'm going to prove this woman wrong. She has no idea what she's talking about. Started in Matthew. Didn't even get to the end. And I realized I was wrong. Jesus was exactly who he said he was. He left his throne in heaven, came down here, took upon my sins unto himself, had them nail it to a cross so that I can be with him in heaven. And I imagine in heaven, right after I thank him, that woman's going to be the second person. so keep begging the world to come to Jesus you'll get doors slammed in your face you'll get rebuked you'll get made fun of I have a laundry list of people on my phone that I haven't talked to in over a year I can text them right now how you doing I won't get a response they want nothing to do with me I'm not going to stop Because I don't ever want to meet somebody on Judgment Day. And them just look at me and say, why didn't you tell me? Eternity's a long time. So I guess the point of my entire message is, don't stop begging. But beg for the right thing. Beg for them to come to Jesus. And be saved. Thank you.